Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Blue Surge Podcast. And I have been waiting, 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 waiting to record this episode for like four days because of all the news we've gotten. Because of the news we've gotten, we do have our special guest on once again. Brian, how are you doing, dude? Hi, I'm here this time. He is here. He was, he was supposed to be here last week. And uh, instead, I had to replace him with Joe. Joe, how you doing, man? <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah, I'm sure he's feeling great now. <laughs> um, so we, we, we have a really awesome podcast in front of us. <laughs> we were just going to do like Atlantic City, talk about that. And then the Pokemon V, the first like official ones were revealed. I guess it wasn't officially, but they were revealed. So that's awesome. So we added that onto the list. Revealed a few more cards here or there that we need to talk about. And then they just smacked us in the face with this rule change that's coming, assumably in the winter. Again, we'll we'll kind of tackle that in time. Our plan first, we're going to dive into the cards that were revealed. Before we get into any format changes, before we get into any of that, we will be getting into the actual card reveal. So I think the best way this is going to work is I'm just going to start with the Pokemon V cards that were revealed. We had five, almost at six, five Pokemon V cards that were revealed for us. There's a lot of things that I like about these cards. I'm going to read them for you, and then we're going to kind of kind of dive into our opinions as a whole. Read them to me as if I was 12. Hello, boys and girls. <laughs> Here we have a Celebi V. It is a 180 HP grass type. That's the green one. It is a basic Pokemon, meaning it doesn't evolve into anything. For one grass energy, it uses Call for Friends. Search your deck for up to two Pokemon and put them into your hand. Oh, for one nice grass. <laughs> All right, we're done. We're done this, with the little kid stuff. This might be relevant in the future. <laughs> it might be. Uh, one grass, one grass to call my friends. No, I'm trying to read. <laughs> Are we good? Yeah, we're good. This is staying, by the way. I know. <laughs> for one grass, one colorless line force, 50 damage plus 20 for each of your benched Pokemon. It's weak to fire. Doesn't have a resistance, a retreat of one, and it is a two prize card Pokemon. The next one on the list is a Victini, basic fire type with 190 HP, 4-1 colorless, fire spreading. Attach up to three fire energy from your discard pile to your Pokemon in any way you like. Four, two fire, energy burst, 30 times the amount of energy attached to both active Pokemon. So kind of like energy drive on top of Lele, but it actually can hit for resistance and weakness. Weak to water, got to retreat it too. Keldeo's up next. It has 210 HP. For one water energy, it does splash for 40 damage. For three colorless, it has secret sword, 50 damage plus 30 for every water energy attached to this Pokemon. Weak to lightning, resistance to two. Fourth on the list, we have Tapu Koko. It is a 200 HP lightning type. For one lightning, spike draw. 20 damage, draw two cards. Two lightning, one colorless striking bolt. 200 damage, and this Pokemon cannot attack during your next turn. 
Finally, we have Regirock, which has 220 HP. It is a fighting type card. Fighting colorless, raging hammer, 30 damage plus 10 for every damage counter on this Pokemon. And for two fighting and a colorless, hard tackle, 190 does 32 itself. It is weak to grass. This stuff is supposed to come out in some starter decks that are going to be released in November in Japan. This is obviously going to be coming out in our first set in February, I would imagine. I grouped them all up. Let's go to Joe first here. Joe, what do you like? What do you not like about what you see here? Um, I am not really super impressed with the damage output that's coming out right so far. Like some has got bigger hits than others, but are they really super great? The best card out of the five that I've liked so far is probably Top of Coco V with a free retreat and maybe able to do 200 damage. Yeah. You can cycle those in and out. So instead of having Raichu or even having, um, I don't know, Zero Orgy X, you could probably just do Tapu Coco instead. She has a viable attacker and switch out. Less prize trade and 200 damage isn't anything to laugh at. No, not at all. Best you're chipping away for a while with Rishizard. Uh, the HPs are interesting to me because they are basics. So, for example, Marshadow, um, Jirachi. Marshadow is like 150. Jirachi is like 170. Tapakoko is 170. The Denny is 160. You got Celebi V and Victini at 180 and 190. You have Keldeo at 210. Yeah. I think with Keldeo GX is 170. Uh, yes, it is 170. So it gets an, everybody here gets an HP boost off the bat, which is making the baby Pokemon coming out in the sets, they're hitting 130, 140, 150, a little more relevant. I, I agree. And, and I'm going to swing to Brian in a second here, but the, the one thing that you made me think of here too is I, at first I was really happy about the HP numbers. Because it, I know it's not going to be great, but we kind of need to take that loss for a little while in order to kind of bring the power creep down. I know all three of us are kind of in that boat of we wouldn't mind seeing a reverse creep, like bring it down a little bit. And at first I thought this might be a sign of it just as a general whole because it reminded me of EXs. But to your point, we don't see any evolution Pokemon here. And I mean, we don't... I assume that these things don't evolve past basics i mean we know there's a v max but i assume they're not going to evolve is that fair to assume i don't think so you think there's a pretty good chance we could have evolution still i, I want there to be i mean I'll, I'll definitely say that the the like oh, the only problem right right now is that we just have so little information we don't know how the v max mechanic is going to work we don't know if there will be stage one or stage two Pokemon V's. Like if there'll be like GX's where they have to evolve or if they're going to be like uh, black and white next Y EX's where they're all basics. I mean, myself, I'd prefer to see some stage one and stage twos. I would love to see a stage two uh, V that has 280, 290 HP. And I think if they do evolve that, that's probably what we'll be seeing. 
one of my friends said this, and I, I'm kind of agreeing now looking at this. I think tag teams were a HP boost in the direction that they want this game to go. Uh, they were extreme for us at the time. But when you're looking at like a basic Pokemon V that has 220 HP here with Regirock, suddenly a, a tag team that gives up three prizes with 260, 270 HP suddenly is kind of normal. So it, it'll be interesting to see. What I want to see most is the, the Vs that are actually going to be in the sets. Because these are all part of starter decks. And so to me, these are all just going to be fairly mediocre cards. Right. Like none of these had a even chance of being like super meta playable cards. No abilities, no nothing. Yeah, none of them have abilities. None of them have like out there attacks. They're all very bare bones kind of things. So we'll have to see what ends up happening when the actual set starts to leak. And then we'll get an actual grasp on just what these V's are actually going to do to the game. Yeah, it's if they put an evolution, I don't think I'd really mind it. The way I was looking at it, my gut feeling is because I, I think me and Joe were talking off the podcast. I mean, we had mega evolution in our EXs and not everyone got a mega because you needed a mega in the game. I wonder if V maxes are going to be for every V card. Or are we just going to have the select few? I assume it's going to be the select few. That's my current assumption. I hope so. I mean, that if we don't, then that kind of gets really sticky. And then also, that'd be impossible to to like get a hold of. I mean, one of the, go ahead. Uh, one of the first things I thought of was that VMAXs were going to be the Gigantamax forms. But we don't know how many Gigantamax forms there's actually going to be in the game. And if there isn't a huge roster, then I don't think the VMAXs will strictly be Gigantamaxes. But I mean, that'll be how we see certain Gigantamax ones. But so you're saying uh, everyone gets a VMAX, but they're not necessarily a Giga like they're not like the different form change or whatever. I, I think uh, the way I'm saying is I think everyone has the potential to get a VMAX. I don't think everyone will. But like, I mean, just throwing Victini out there, for instance, like, is Victini going to have a Gigantamax form in the games? No, probably not. Uh, but could it get a VMAX card? Maybe. That's the way that's the way I see it is v VMAX is going to be a mix of Dynamax and Gigantamax. Like they'll do Gigantamax where it's possible. But for Pokemon that don't have a Gigantamax form, it'll just be like a Dynamax representation. That's my assumption, but we'll see what actually happens with that. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think those are all really good points. And Joe, do you have anything else to add on on top of that or anything? Just I'm I'm curious to see what it is. The biggest thing I'm thinking of too is really we still like probably the guaranteed V cards we'll get in our base set for sure is probably each of the evolutionaries of the starter Pokemon. So there's a lot more to see still. We got. We still have months until February to see that. But was it Japan's is coming out in December? December. So we'll see it. We we will see it before winter. I mean, I, honestly, we'll see it within the month. We'll, if, I'm, if I'm really, we'll start seeing, uh, like the Sword and Shield set leaks probably mid October. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. If I had to take yeah. a guess, because right now we're going to be shuffling through uh, tag all stars and the stuff that's in these starter decks. And then once that passes, probably sometime in late mid-October, late October, we'll start getting the actual sword and shield set stuff. Yeah, because you would you would have to. I mean, you, you think about it like, oh, well, they haven't shown us what these starters evolve into for Gen 8. But you almost have to because if you're releasing a set in Japan in December, there is absolutely no way you're only adding the basic versions. Although you know they'll, I mean? be in, they'll be in the set for like. Well, no, that's guaranteed. what I'm saying. Like in terms of just game reveal, like we don't even know what they evolve into yet. I mean, we'll we'll know by then because the games come out in November. Yeah, well, I mean, does the game plan to tell us? You know what I mean. So I far, they've been pretty. Not. I don't know. I'm I'm indifferent, I guess, but. We, we, we got a lot to think about there. Really, these V-cards, I think we summed it up well. Not super overwhelming. I guess I haven't really talked about anything that I really like. I do like Coco's draw card. I, I always like Keldeo's attack secret sword, the Hydra pump, the whatever, the 50 plus whatever water energy you have attached. I think that's a good card. I, I think Quagsire is always going to be relevant in some weird, twisted way. So as long as Quagsire exists, this is a card that could be played. Reggie's whatever Celebi, as Brian said, could be relevant, but we'll we'll kind of have to see as we move forward. It's a little it's a little less relevant now that I read that it puts them into your hand and not the bench, but still it still might be relevant. We don't know yet. <laughs> Let's move forward. We have literally three cards to look at, and then we're going to jump into really the big, 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 big conversation. We got a few sword and shield supporter cards. If you haven't slept since Sycamore rotated, don't worry. You're going to be okay. Professor's Research, which it might be called Professor Magnolia when we actually get it. It won't. It won't be? It won't be. Remember we uh, talked about the translation with Japan. Uh, was it Italy had Professor Magnolia last? With Professor oh, you, yes, 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 yes. I remember that. So we won't have it. But it is still... Your classic discard hand, then draw seven. Like this, uh, okay. A couple things. I love the way that they're handling this, because I mean, like we had uh, Juniper, and then they made Sycamore have the same effect, and they're like, you can only play one or the other. And so now we have this card, just kind of generically titled Professor's Research. And it does say Magnolia, like Professor Magnolia on the the right side of it, but it's not part of the actual card name. I don't know if that's going to do anything to the, for the actual game or if it's just like a weird label. But oh, that's that right. Brian's reached a Panese. <laughs> forgot about that. Uh, but I like the fact that it's just called Professor's Research. Like they could print like an oak version of this or a, a birch per, uh, version of this or whatever. Yeah, that's true. That's that very true. Wait, what if our what if our cup promos or league promos like for challenges and things like that are just like, different professors? Please. That'd I be wouldn't so be against dope. it. They'd be relevant. Well, you know, it's kind of like your tropical beach, you know, and that's a really, 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 really high up example, but here you go. You want a challenge. Here's your discard draw seven fancy art looking thing. Mm-hmm. I'd be fine for it. I mean, it's 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 kind of what we're used to. And I feel like this is the one card. Really, I think it's the actual one card. Other than maybe Ultra Ball. 
uh, maybe DCE, that it could get reprinted 75 different times and nobody's going to complain. Nobody is. You might be like, oh, we got it again. But like, you're like, all right, I put four on my deck. Like, this is nice. You're, <laughs> you're happy to have it. You know, like, it's not, it's not like, oh my God, they're reprinting this trainer again. They're reprinting this tool. It's like, all right, it's our discard draw seven. Whatever. You know, it's your vanilla draw card. Goodbye, Lily. Well, goodbye, Lily, for a lot of reasons. <laughs> the next supporter is Marnie. I really like this card. Both players shuffle their hands without looking. I like how it says without looking. And put them at the bottom of their decks. Then you draw five cards and your opponent draws four. I love this card for so many reasons. One, you draw one more than your opponent. Ha ha, judge is bad. Second, you put the cards at the bottom of your deck. It's like Vanguard. You're not going to draw the same cards. <laughs> you're not gonna assumably you're not gonna take the, your hand that was dog trash with dedene 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 lightning energy and for some reason there's a power plant down and then you you judge and then you get the same crap again now you're at least guaranteed to get different crap <laughs> so like telling me ptc joe won't like screw me now it's gonna have to work a lot harder if it wants to <laughs> get rid of my hand of energy of seven or six you'll draw your other four energy but i mean still yeah yeah i it's it's a reassurance it's very nice i i love it i think it's great <laughs> i just think it's a super good card and how awesome would it be if every shuffle card that was printed from here on out went you put those cards at the bottom of your deck and just draw off the top i like it I'd be so in for the, it. The thing I like about this is that it's a good defensive card, too. Because now instead of like, oh, my opponent searched for the evolution Pokemon they wanted. Haha, <laughs> who plays evolutions anymore? But uh, and, <laughs> and I'll I'll judge them. There's a chance they could still get it back with Marnie. It's going straight to the bottom. And so now unless they play multiples of it, there's a significant chance they won't find it again out of their draw. And I think that's really good as just a defensive play, too. Yeah, it's super nice, dude. It's super nice. Again, like uh, we obviously don't have a whole lot to say about this card, but I, I think it's very fair to say that these, is, these are very good supporters. I don't think we're upset with any of these, are we? No, I, I think the hard part is, is your combo cards like your custom catchers. If you have one cluster catcher in hand and you're hoping to play Cynthia to get two back, uh, good luck. True. I mean, that, that's all. You know, and I guess you could argue that that's pretty much like one That would be the hardest part is get your combo cards. Yeah. And, and we'll still have Cynthia, so. We will. So we don't know what's, what's going to prevail as the more playable card. In my mind, this just replaces Judge. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it's anything crazy past just like replacing Judge because it is only five cards. Our next card, there were a few cards for Tag All-Stars that were revealed, a couple Evolution cards, nothing too wild, but we did get a Mimikyu that was revealed that is super important to talk about. It's super important because we haven't had an Ability Lock card printed in a while, like a general, a rather general card, have we? I mean, since... Glaceon? That's probably the last one. Mimikyu, 
We don't know how much HP it has because it's covered slacking, up in the promo. I think it has one too. Yeah, I guess we have, do have we do have slacking. That's fair. And I guess how about let me see this. This is the first accessible item lock we've had in a while. Yes. So Mimikyu, all we know about it is it has this ability called Shadow Box, and the text assumably reads: as long as this Pokemon is in play, each player's EX and GX Pokemon with damage counters have no abilities. Eat it, Zorak GX. Yeah, eat it, nerd. <laughs> eat it. Good luck trading now. Yeah, you can't even trade in standard. Now <laughs> we make sure you don't come back. I mean, this this is Mewtwo. This is Zero Aura. It's, it's a great card, you know? It will be played. Mm-hmm. We also don't know what its attack is. And in the past... Mimikyu has had pretty decent attacks. And, and, and not to make that a, a trend, but I feel like with Pokemon, there is a trend. I feel like they're definitely biased towards certain Pokemon. Darkrai yeah, always has a are. good... They yeah, <laughs> Darkrai always has a good attack. Uh, Gallade always has a pretty decent card. Caldeos. Caldeos are always good. Mewtwo, kind of, sort of, maybe sometimes... Mimikyu, I feel like, has always had a pretty decent attack pool. So I would assume that this would have something of the sort. But regardless, is it fair to say that just this ability by itself makes it super playable? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay with it if there's no attack at all. <laughs> yeah, it, that's fair. And you know what? Also, at the same time, though, we also got to keep in mind, whenever we get this card, let me give you two things. One, whenever we get this card, we're going to have Pokemon Vs, probably. Probably. We'll, we'll get this in the next set. That's fair, too. That's Yeah, that's very fair. It's a Cosmic Eclipse. So we'll have it for a little while. And kind of like we talked about with Mewtwo a while back, after this set, this card doesn't get any better because V Pokemon are going to be printed. So that's the first thing. Second thing, though, is I, it's an assumption that we'll get this in the set. What if this... I don't know why. This is my gut feeling. That this is going to be one of those promos that we get, but it's going to be like Psychic Lele, where we get it so late, we play it for a month, and we're like, this is a great card, and then they're like, rotation, and it's gone. (laughs) That's like what I'm worried about with this Mimikyu. I don't know why, but that's what I think of. I could see that. Yeah, I could see that happening. Come on, like you're looking at it, you're like, oh, this card's too good to just be given to us. It's probably going to be a blister pack thing. Yeah, it'll be a single. It'll be in the three pack blister. We can and use it like, as cup prizes. This card is awesome. <laughs> Look at the coin. And then, <laughs> then we'll get V cards and you'll be like, oh, this card's like a coaster. That's nice. <laughs> There's a lot of cards that are coasters. It's, it's a good card and I'm very, very happy about it. It, it. it pretty much that wraps up the card information for us, at least before we get into our big topic. Oh, boy. We might as well just jump in. (sighs) So, you know, hanging out, doing whatever, doing what I got to do. It's probably mm, 11 o'clock at night. Probably. I'm looking online, kind of seeing different things. And I'm like, oh, this is this is interesting. Someone posted about a, a rule change. No, this can't be real. This this isn't real. Look around on Poke Beach some more. 
we got a big change coming our way, boys. And and Brian, you will be super valuable in this conversation because you played during an era with a similar rule. Yes, I did. (laughs) As of whenever they decide to, which we can get into that in a moment, you cannot play a supporter on your first turn if you are going first. Wait, what? If you're going first, you cannot play a supporter on your first turn. So I can't Lily. You can Lily for six on turn two. I can't Tapalia Wonder Tag for a supporter. I can't bridge it. And then use it on turn on turn two. I can't press it on lecture. On on I'm I'm noticing a trend here. (laughs) You can't do any of it, Joe. Just stop. None of it. (laughs) None of it. I it, so so okay. we're losing we're losing this whole turn one supporter thing if you're going first my instant thought before we really get into the nitty-gritty with this is it's a question of does this balance the game anymore if this is the only change like if this is the only change we're getting how does this impact the balance of the game mainly going first or second and my gut tells me that it actually does balance things out uh, rather nicely. I, I understand that supporters are integral. They're very important to the way the game is constructed. However, I still feel like more times than not, you're not going to choose to go second. I, I, just, I just feel like, yeah, maybe you could draw no energy. Maybe you could be screwed out of a supporter in a bad hand. but. If you don't get screwed out of a bad hand, you're still attaching the first energy, which is still better. So, I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I mean, how about we'll go, we'll go Joe first, only because I know Brian has some experience with this. So, Joe, what's your first opinion on this? My, my <clears throat> brain hurts. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think back when they had this rule, Brian can confirm this or not, the the person who went first can, it was able to attack at least, right? Yes, that is true. If they did something like that, I'd be somewhat more okay with it. So that would think it's, to me, feel a little more balanced. Um, I'm trying to figure out what this would do to deck constructions. Because right now, most decks play probably between 8 to 12 energy, sometimes 15, depending on what kind of deck it is. That number would go up. Is that number going to go up? Do we get more search cards for energies? Do we become a more basic deck build? Are our techs going to have to be more or less one ofs instead of probably two ofs? Because depending on the format, so you're going to probably get more bare bones with the deck to the point I don't. I I think we also need to have some kind of card like rescue stretcher or something to recycle. Pokemon back besides Brock's grit. That has to be an item wise. I know we're getting one somewhere in time soon. That's going back into your deck too. I can't remember what it's called. We're it's getting the rod. It's, it's the it's the rod that takes Lily's takes in a Pokemon and a tool. No, it's the blue haired chick. L- Lana's Lana's, Lana's rod. rod. Lana's rod. Oh, Lovely boy. name. <laughs> oh god. Um, so yeah, I agree with that. So I. With that in mind and the new supporters, professors research, I think for everything to click a little bit better, there needs to be some recycling item cards in order to make things a little more worth it. 
So I, I'm, I'm somewhat afraid where this is going to go, but it's going to completely change the way everybody's been playing Pokemon for the last few years. Before I comment on that, because I kind of have a, a, a general question that I think is really, really worth diving into. Brian, general thoughts on this? Um, it's an interesting choice, I think. Um, for just general history, uh, this was the ruling during uh, Generation 3 and 4, if I'm remembering correctly. I know it was through 4. Uh, but the back then you could attack on your first turn. So cards like, uh, Dunsparce getting Pokemon onto your bench, uh, cards that had, uh, like collect and draw abilities, uh, were good cards that just searched you for Pokemon. Even if they went into your hand, were good decks always played starting set up Pokemon, much like decks with Jirachi do now because you always want to start with Jirachi try to find your trainers yada yada but instead of relying on a stupid ability it was through your initial attack but you couldn't play back then you couldn't play any trainer cards on your first turn you what you had is what you had and everyone totally different everyone lived it was fine the the reason that it shifted to uh, being able to not attack, but now you could play trainers on your first turn was just because of the number of loopholes that you could donk your opponent on turn one. That started popping up near the end of Gen 4. So it got flipped around when Black and White uh, came out just to, to try to prevent that. But uh, ending the history lesson... Uh, I I think with just this being the the only rule change, if that is the case, I don't think it will be. But uh, just going off that right now, I, I think it's really easy to freak out about it because we have these cards in the game that can get set up on your first turn. Reshazard and Pikaram in particular. But... <sighs> I don't. I mean, it could just be me having terrible luck as it is, but I start not play a supporter a lot. <laughs> I mean, it probably happens more than we realize. So, like to me, this isn't a huge drastic change because there's a lot of times I either don't get a supporter on turn one, or I just choose not to play a supporter on turn one because I like my hand too much and I can't play it out. So I. I think there's a lot to freak out about, sure, with what's currently in the meta. But at the same time, I think without seeing what cards uh, Cosmic Eclipse has to offer in full, plus what cards, in particular, what cards are going to be in the Sword and Shield sets, we don't know what kind of search we're going to have. We don't know what kind of loopholes around this rule we might have. We might get another card that functions like Dedenne. We don't know. And I think at this stage, freaking out about it just isn't really worth it because there's so many unknowns. Yeah, I, I think you have a really good point there. All of the unknowns and you, you kind of jump on a few things that I want to talk about, too. You know, we don't have Ultra Ball. We don't have Nest Ball. Like we don't have these Pokemon search cards. However, I think at first 
everyone, like you said, freaks out, goes crazy, like, oh, the game's going to be terrible now. Like, everyone's just like, turn one is useless. Well, not not it's necessarily, not. because we 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 do have Jirachi, we do have the Dene. I understand that Pokecom is not Ultra Ball. I understand that Electromagnetic Radar is not Pokeball. I understand all of those things, but that's not to say that we still don't have those cons- consistency cards, you know. And and what I want to bring up, I'm really curious on on both your answers on this. So, Joe, you said Dex will get more like vanilla, correct? Yeah, probably. You, your claim is that Dex will get more like everyone has the same like 40 instead of the same like 25. Yeah. Do you think that that closes the door for more archetypes or opens the door for it? And, I, and I'm not talking about GXs. I'm talking about everything. So if, if every deck has these... We'll we'll say for the conversation, this is not a number people are going to like to hear. Let's say every deck has the same 35 cards, like the exact same 35 cards, just for the sake of my question. Do you think that opens the door for more decks or closes the door for more decks? Um, I think it's going to close because you're going to have to put in more cards for consistency reasons. But if every deck plays the same consistency card, if every deck is consistent. Let's say every deck is at peak consistency. And I'm not even talking about like winning. Re- I'm saying a playable deck. Because right now, you know, some stage twos, like baby evolution cards, like we, we just don't have certain support. What if everything had the same support? Like almost like a theme deck. It's, okay. it's kind of a weird question, but. Yeah, I'm trying to think this one out. So I'm going to think about it this way. So Pikaram is not going to change too much because you can still full blitz turn. One. No, yeah, it won't change. Reshazar is not going to change too much. You can still full blit or whatever the GS attack is for turn double one. Double blaze, yeah. You can still double blaze for turn one. So those decks are not going to happen. They're not going to change too much. Granted, some of the big decks right now are not going to change too often. They're going to be more priv- privy to going second. So the Ken Welder and Fish through all will, this. Card. Will they though? That's the question. Is will if you're playing Reshizard, are you really gonna well are you really gonna sacrifice the potential to have four energy on your first attack and instead of three? I think so for, for setting up reasons. See, I think the opposite. I think one attachment is one attachment. And if you can get a turn ahead, or like what if you're playing Vulcanian? And we have this attack first thing. You know what I mean? Like if Volcanion can attack first on turn one, that's incredibly strong. Which Volcanion? The the baby one. I'm talking about Green's Reshizard. The one that has uh, one fire energy, search your deck for one fire, but if it's your first turn, search for three, I think. Oh, yeah. It says if you go second, I believe. If you go second. Is it that text? Well, okay, so I guess I can't use that one then. I'm just trying to think here. I don't know, man. Like, okay, you want to know what deck really likes going first in this new rule change? Joe, can you guess it? There's a deck that really likes it, especially if they change the attacking rule. Gardevoir Sylveon? Loves going first, dude. Loves it. Gardevoir Sylveon adores this rule change because the, sh- the, 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 the hardest part about Gardevoir Sylveon is if you go first, you can't use Fairy Song. Now, all of a sudden, 
you can use fairy song and we're we're assuming you can right right i mean we we are assuming you can but even even if we don't gardevoir still likes this change you know what i mean i, I think we're just thinking about this in terms of reshazard and pikaram and i just don't think that's the correct way to approach this i think the meta is gonna be altered so much uh, that that we shouldn't base it just on these archetypes because we know for the most part that they're not going to be changed. So why are we even worrying about those? You know what I mean? Reshazard really doesn't care if it goes first or second. I don't think. And in the grand scheme of things, I don't think it really cares. Picaram doesn't really care. Mewtwo probably doesn't really care. These are all a bunch of decks that are going to be good regardless. So the question really is, What's going to be good that wasn't before because of this rule change? Or what gets insanely worse? And I can't really think of too much. I'm, I might think Baby Blounds might get worse. It could, but also that's, that's also you're, you're, you're playing a combo-heavy deck that's a high roll anyway. Because you're, you're relying to Welder most turns to keep attachments in, in the second, second attack already ready to go. But you also can Blazer turn one. Assumably. Yeah, assumingly. Brian, what are your uh, thoughts on this question? It's hard to answer. I know it's a tough question. Particularly thinking of Baby Blondes. Do, ultimately, would it matter? Well, especially with Welder being around, which is fine. Without Witch Bolton, it was... But it's fine. But not being able to welder turn one ish to make ensure that you have a you have some clowns sitting around your bench and set up to go in case one gets knocked out. Everything set I up is nice. I mean, yeah, having backup is nice, but at the same time, if you attach turn one, assuming you can attack, use blazer. If you don't get knocked out, next turn, welder, attach two more, you're able to fully attack. Attach one singly to another one. If you keep up your welder combo, you're still safe. Yeah, I, I really don't know if this changes like anything that drastically. I think maybe it... It, I th- again, it might make things a little more difficult. Yes, it's going to yeah. make people think about going first or second. Which is what we want, right? I mean, ideally... We're we're really upset right now because all of a sudden turn one is quote unquote bad. Is it bad or is it just not as overpowered as it has been? I I think I think that's actually kind of the key thing is going first previously was broke. If you played evolutions, you could evolve first. You got the first energy attachment. You could get completely set up because you could use any trainers, use any supporters, whatever you wanted. The only thing you couldn't do is attack and decks right now aren't designed to attack on turn one anyway, because nobody is playing an attacking support Pokemon like they did in the previous formats where that was an option. Three uh, O spirit tomb. <laughs> wow. Sorry. Man, you just dropped that on us. Wow, man. I bet that league challenge was, feels real good. I was there too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I was not watching you at all. It's okay. <laughs> it's I don't know, man. I I think it's fine, really, because again, going first or second now, you have to think about it. 
And if we take a step back from this, though, let's sum it up. And maybe I can sum it up unless you have more things you guys want to add on to it. It's more of two just, again, kind of like world rotation is if you're willing to adjust, you're going to be just fine. You know what I mean? The people that are going to be successful in this turn one, no supporter era are going to be totally okay as long as they approach it properly. What's going to happen is the first month, and maybe it'll be the three of us too, we're going to basically play the exact same 60-card list with this rule change and be like, this rule is terrible. This list is horrible. Like It's ruining Pokemon. It's like, oh, but what if you change five cards? All of a sudden, it's okay. How many people are actually going to sit down and make that change? Or are you just going to sit and complain about it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's not a negativity thing, but it's a general question of that's that's really how the community is going to view it. It's going to be, do we just go, oh, okay, new rule, new new ways deck are, decks are made up. Or are we going to look at it and go, this is just, this is so terrible. I hate this. This is, Pokemon's bad. I'm going back to Yu-Gi-Oh. Like, <laughs> I never went I, to Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe you might go back. I never went. Yeah, but maybe you'll go you can, back. You can still go back. You can go back. Even if you were never there. We can I, all I go back. I don't even know one Google card. <laughs> it's okay. We go play. Go play Vanguard. Maybe we'll just all retire and make this a Vanguard podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think uh, that's going to be key. Is just trying to see. Cause I I think another thing is going to be how long some people have played. Yes. Yep. Um. I think if you are newer to the game, and I use the term newer rather loosely in this situation because it has been the same for quite a while, uh, then a change like this can be very off-putting if you're not comfortable with adapting. Whereas, again, I've been playing this way too long. I've been through these changes so many times. I've been through changes in Gen 4 and changes in Gen 5, some changes in Gen 6. Like, I'm used to this. You just have to adapt. It's it, it's a little bit of a hurdle at first, but every, everyone eventually just finds their stride. And so, I mean, to the people complaining now, the only thing I can say is adapt or leave. It, <laughs> really, that's what it is. That's what it is like if you and wait for for the love of everything. Wait until we have all of the information. Nothing makes me more angry than seeing a bunch of people run around saying how they hate it and they're going to quit the game when we have no information. Calm down. It will be fine. You're right, and and really, that comment could be given to us as as podcasters because we're sitting here talking about it. You know what I mean? Maybe we should be sitting here going, "This is cool. Let's wait." But instead, we're like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> "But that's fun to do on a podcast. That's oh, why yeah. we do it." Yeah. I and I guess we could close it off there. It's it's something that we'll have to to look out for. I think it'll be cool. The next thing, which we didn't even really hit, this will probably be quicker. There's a Rayquaza promo that has 30 resistance instead of 20. Do we think this is going to be a general change or do we think this is going to be scattered out and we're going to be between 20 and 30? 
I I think okay, so resistance was minus thirty throughout Gen three, if I remember correctly. Uh and I think during Gen four they scattered it a little bit, maybe, or it was all negative twenty. That I'm not one hundred percent sure. Um, but at, at the very least, I like this because it makes resistance ever so slightly more important. Let's be honest, that negative 20 hardly ever mattered. Occasionally it did. But in the grand scheme of things, cards are hitting so hard nowadays that negative 20 damage for resistance isn't going to save you. My problem with resistance was always the fact that weakness was at times two. If you got hit with weakness, you're probably dead. However, if you're hitting something with resistance, or if you get hit with something with resistance, you still might not get saved. You still might get one-shotted anyway, because it's only negative 20. Very and so true. there was always an imbalance between weakness being so pivotal and resistance being so useless. And I would love to see negative 30 on basics being a base and evolution Pokemon being negative 40, negative 50, maybe even negative 60. Make mm. resistance matter. Thoughts, Joe? Honest. That sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. Make a mechanic useful? What? Yeah, like, because well, we have all these mechanics and, like, no one ever bothers to use them, really. Like, Hashtag the only the Literally. only time I can think about like resistance actually mattering is like with uh, Giratina. It's got that resistance to fighting, right? Mm-hmm. And back when Buzzwall was around, Buzzwall caught one shot it for a while or whatever. It so, only matters when it matters, you know. Like it's maybe it, that's it, the way to sum it, it up. Yeah, it, it it only matters when it matters. You're sitting there. Normally, you won't even worry about it, and then all of a sudden, you're sitting here like, "Wait, seriously? Come on, man!" Like. You forget about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make those evolutionary cards more worth playing. It, it it's a lot of interesting stuff. It makes me very excited for the upcoming weeks. We could dive into this forever. I do, however, want to eventually get to the end of the podcast. We have one more thing to talk about, gentlemen. There is a regional coming up that has nothing to do with any of what we talked about. It is in Atlantic City. So we're about to take off our conspiracy crazy people hats and we're gonna put on our standard meta like we're in the now thing which i know brian hasn't been there since 1974 (laughs) that's the last time brian was standard meta Um, we're gonna do something real quick what's a meta it's it's a type of cheese (laughs) we're gonna do the following cheese we are going to pick a deck that will win we are going to pick a deck that we would love to see, win, or we view as a dark horse. There are two choices. It doesn't matter what you pick. This is a for fun thing, and it it's always relevant to talk about when we have regionals coming up. This is the first regional that's going to be probably streamed post-Worlds. We had Sheffield. Will that shake things up? That's a great question. Joe, I'm I'm going to swing it to you first, man. Okay, so let's see here. So decks that are obviously around uh, Garver Silvion, which I actually have not seen any B 
being played in any cups or league cups or challenges. Recent stand is Vagalhom, as much as I can remember. Mew 3, uh, Blacephalon GX, Baby Blacephalon, uh, Pick Around, Pick a Judge. So I'm going to go with old, trusty Blacephalon GX to win it. The redemption story. Yes. Um, I people, it seems like what I'm seeing so far recently is people are playing it less and less and going to Mew 3 and Picaram again and Reshazard to the point where I think it makes us come back again. Uh, people kind of not forgot about it, but it's like that annoying, like little brother that sticks around but got really, really good. Kind of like a Michigan and Michigan State football thing in the last 10 years. Where Michigan State got way better than U of M for several couple of years in a row. But Michigan State's always looked unfairly. So I'm, I'm going to say Blessed on Jax as the winner for Lang City. Do you have a dark horse that you'd like to see? Dark horse I'd like to see, and I, I did mention briefly earlier, I did play League Challenge yesterday. Uh, we, I ended up IDing with a person. We both ID'd for first and second. We did play it up for fun, and I did go 3-0 with Spiritomb. And I think that's a super fun deck. And that thing hits harder than I thought it would. A Spirit Tomb with a Hustle Belt can hit 220, 230 with a Shrine of Punishment. Yikes. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see a Spirit Tomb on a top eight. Brian, what are your thoughts, Mr. Meta? (laughs) I do love some cheese. Mm, um, all right so for what's gonna win just kind of looking at sheffield right now as a as a basis i i'm gonna give it to blacephalon as well i think it definitely can hold its ground it's proven that it can hold its ground very well both the baby and the gx um but I'm I'm gonna hand it to Placephalon. Why the hell not? And and this is the real fun question. Brian, what would you like to see win? Quagnag. <laughs> I love that. It's what I'm playing right now, so that's what I'm gonna pick. Alright. My two picks. Um I did spend quite a little bit of time thinking about this. There has been a deck that's been floating around called Welder and Friends. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Welder and Friends is a deck that kind of started popping up at League Cups, and essentially it is everything you think it is. It's just a fire deck without Charizard. It's it's legitimately just firebox, no Charizard. A bunch of single prizers with Dedenne. So it has the same consistency, but there's no tag team. And right off the bat, that screams, that screams like uh, itself as a really good play for this weekend. But because but because it is getting more popular, you wonder you wonder what's going to happen. Here, I don't like to say this, but here, here's what I think is going to happen. I'm going to cheat and say there's going to be two probable winners. Um, if it's nothing fun, if, if, it's, if it's nothing fun, here's what it's going to end up being. It's either going to be abilities art or it's going to be control. Because now everyone's starting to play the baby decks. And they're starting to try to kind of play around things. And I don't really remember how these decks are going to respond to control or how these decks do respond to control. 
but that wouldn't shock me. I would love to see Welder and Friends win. I think that would be something that I would love to see. So I, I, I'm gonna. I think I'll officially go with that as my pick. My dark horse is Malamar. Uh, I say Malamar is a dark horse because people have started to play it more and more with Espeon Deoxys in that deck. And it kind of covers a lot of problems that that deck has in terms of spreading more damage. Like, I, I Joe, I almost picked Spirit Tomb to win. I was very, very close. And then I remembered that Malamar is a thing. Even though it's weak to dark, if oh, they yeah. are playing Espeon Deoxys, it kind of just ruins that. Yeah, that's the big uh, stamp on uh, Spirit Tomb right there is really the Malamar spread. It's kind of puts a damper on that. And, I, and I've just been hearing more and more that that card is getting is starting to become more relevant both in Mewtwo and in Malamar. So I wouldn't be shocked. So I guess my formal picks are Welder and Friends to win it and Malamar as the dark horse, specifically with Espeon Deoxys, but I can't really pinhole it in that small of a corner. We will see that this weekend. And and really, I mean, we, we kind of hit everything, and I, I almost I had to stop us because we probably would have gone for four hours, and I'm tired. <laughs> and and eventually, I don't know how many brain farts Joe's going to have. I, Ten if more. We, if we keep going, I don't know what's going to come out of his mouth, and, and maybe that's a good thing, but it, it very well might not be. Do you know what's going to come out next? If they do print out, we can attack first. Dunsparce from Celestial Storm, which Brian was talking about before, which is a reprint card, Strike and Run, will jump up to a $5 card. You heard it here first. Get your Dunsparces while they're cheap. Exactly. <sighs> TCG player, 50 cents. Um, I'm going to say they're going to be a $2 card. Because even if you can go first, it's a Dunsparce. That's rude. Yeah, well, you know what? Well, last time Dunsparce was good, things had 6 HP. <laughs> So what's your argument there? <laughs> Excuse me, it was 10 HP. Yeah, okay, so we're moving on from that. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, we do appreciate it. Thank you to Brian for being available this week. Again, Brian is kind of our, as Joe calls it, he is our pseudo-wudo. I call him our pseudo-third host. <laughs> you can take whatever answer you want there. I'm, I'm sure he'll be on more in the future, especially when V-cards get more details. I plan to have you on again, but thanks for being on. I'll, I'll be on whenever I'm free. I'm down. Joe, uh, I'll, I'll try to invite you next week, okay? <laughs> okay. I'll try to include you in the I'll, group. I'll see if I'm open next week. Yeah, we'll have to check our schedules. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next week. <laughs>